Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Come to Daddy's show and Uncle Levi's show. He was in quads. If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Hey everybody, wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor before we get started today. Go over to collarandelbowbrand.com, pick yourself up something for the gym, something for your everyday life. Maybe a night out on the town. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps. Save yourself 10%, like I'd have. So support us. Support the show. Support our sponsor. Support yourself. You deserve it. And speaking of deserving it and supporting the show, go over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. Pick yourself up a shirt representing. Heels and quads. Let the people you know know where you stand as far as getting your wrestling content as far as podcast goes. Welcome to Heels and Quads. Hello. All right. You hear me now? I can. Okay, good. All right. Here we go. Let's try that again. All right. Welcome to the Heels and Quads podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Walter on Twitter. Joining me tonight is the current Pro Wrestling Rampage Women's Champion, also the MCW Fighting Spirit Champion, at Zoe Sky Pro on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Zoe Sky, thanks for joining me tonight. No problem. Thanks for having me. 
All right, and excuse my voice. I'm still a little hoarse from uh, the game last night, so. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I'm still a little sick, so I guess we're even. Oh, no. Did you get the flu? Uh, I think I'm still kind of getting it slash getting over it. I think it's just uh, sore throat and stuff, so I think I'll be all right. But so far, so good. So let's hope it's nothing worse. Sorry, I got kids running out on me. (laughs) Fair enough. That's all right. All right. So we've had this has been scheduled for a while. We've had a couple of setbacks. Um, let's let's start off with our softball question that we always ask every guest that comes on. Uh, how did you get into wrestling first as a fan? Uh, I honestly can't even remember. Uh, my memory is terrible uh, over the last few years. But uh, ever since I was younger, like my mom, uh, my mom, I, I loved wrestling. I feel like I always caught her watching it so I ended up catching it uh and my brother and I always used to sit on Monday nights and watch Raw uh, and would sneak down and, and, and watch it you know and, and stuff and it's just it's something we sat and did together and since I was god probably uh, you know under the age of 10 even uh we would sit every Monday night and you know watching Raw and stuff and I mean since then I was just I was just hooked I couldn't stop watching it and then when did you first get into training um, I got into training late in 2006, uh, after I graduated high school, I knew nothing about indie wrestling or, uh, you know, anything about the independent circuits or anything. At that point, all I knew was, you know, WWE, uh, I, my mom actually found a local promotion on TV and, uh, I contacted them, found a, found an event that they were running, went and saw the event and talked to the promoter and told him I wanted to train. Uh, I believe it was November 2006 I started training. I took my uh, my tryout match. And then uh, April 2000, I'm sorry, November 2006. I don't know if that's what I said. November 2006, I started training. And then uh, April 2007, I had my first match. And, of course, the Internet always tells the truth, like we always say here. Um, and it says you were trained by Johnny Gargano. Is that correct? Yeah, GT Lightning and Johnny Gargano. Yeah, Okay. I just wanted to make sure because we never trust the internet because facts get twisted and it's usually all opinion, especially when it comes to professional wrestling. So, Right. Yep. Yep. That's actually correct. Um, so I was going to ask you because, I mean, I see, you know, Zoe Sky, but then I also see Dust and Angel Dust. Is it is is your character? I mean, is, the, is it a different character for each name or is it just whatever promotion you're running? That's what name you use. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I'm actually still in the mid-transition of a name change. Uh, when I first started back in 2007, uh, I, I just kind of ended up coming out to the name Angel Dust. Uh, you know, I couldn't figure out a name and, and so forth. And eventually I just uh, ended up going with Angel Dust and it stuck. Uh, so for the last, uh, you know, nine and a half, ten years, uh, I just I, it just stuck and I just kept using it. Uh, I, I was tired of it. I actually hated it. A lot of promotions, especially, you know, in like schools and, you know, benefit shows and family friendly shows were kind of hit and miss about it. And I just I needed a change. Uh, it took some time to kind of figure out what I wanted and, and, and how I wanted to make a change. Uh, and, you know, thankfully, a lot of people, when they have to make a change of any kind of sort like that, it usually is taking time off for an injury or something that causes them to kind of disappear for a minute and come back revamped in something new. Uh, for me, thankfully, no injuries, nothing crazy. I just, I just needed to make a change. It needed to happen as soon as possible, in my opinion. Uh, so actually, um, 
I just went ahead and uh, just changed everything and just, and just told promoters and, and fans and social media stuff. I just, I just made a change uh, and I'm using Zoe Sky. Um, a few promotions uh, just because like Pro Wrestling Rampage, I'm currently still using Angel Dust because I was using that name since they started running their promotion 10 years ago. Uh, so they just asked me to kind of keep it since that's what everybody knew me as. But of course, fans there also already call me Zoe. They 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 you know know me as Zoe Sky because they know me through social media. Uh, Dust is a completely different character. Um, I am with Rise and Shimmer right now. Uh, I'm in a in a you know tag team with Rosemary. Um, so with her, I am known as Dust. So that's kind of where I am with the with the three names. So there's. A, a transition between Angel Dust and Zoe Sky, and then Dust is actually a different, completely different character. Okay, and that's the shirts you're currently selling, right, on your Twitter and Instagram and everything. Um, yes, those are my Dust shirts, right? Um, so I'm trying to think of how to word this question <laughs> with the with the current with the current rise, no pun intended, in the. Uh, with the women's scene today. And I mean, I'm not just talking about, you know, the women's revolution in WWE. I'm just in Indies as a whole. I mean, um, like you look at a card now and the women's matches are traditionally some of the best matches on the card, if not the best match. Um, and I, I mean, I've seen a lot of your matches. I've seen, you know, even if I ha- can't find a video of a match, you know, I'll go online and, you know, find out who who the person that's coming on the show wrestled, you know, what the results were, if it was for a title or whatever. And, I mean, you're right up there with, you know, I mean, you're in the, that whole group of who's who of indie women wrestling right now. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm in that process of that name change, so I'm kind of lost in the shuffle. Uh, at least I, I feel like I am. So I'm trying to break back out of that, you know, that, shadow that I'm kind of, you know, buried underneath, Uh, you know, actually the last year, year and a half, two years have been probably the two best years so far. I've been making strides and and, and actually making a bit of a name for myself. Um, Women's wrestling right now is, is just crazy. Wrestling as a whole right now is crazy. Um, I'm so glad to be a part of it and, and, you know, be out and about doing what I'm doing. Um, You know, getting a chance to be with rise and shimmer uh, alone is fantastic. I'm getting to wrestle with with girls who are above and beyond what wrestling was even back when I started. And even back when I started, there were some great talents and great names, especially females out and about. Um, you know, I just, I just, I'm just trying to, you know, keep keep up with uh, the the advance that the, the girls are making right now, and just, you know, try and keep making a name for myself while still being a part of what the women's wrestling industry is is currently bringing hold. Now, with Rise and Shimmer, do you see – is there a major difference in between the two companies? Because, I'm, I mean, I know they're separate, but, I mean, as far as, you know, women's, you know, wrestling on the indies, those and, like, Queens of Combat and stuff, which I know you've worked with as well, seem to be, like, the three, you know, ones you hear about most, especially on social media, because they are out there, and they do, do a lot of promoting uh, through social media. So, I mean, do you see any major differences in between maybe even those three promotions? Um, I mean, obviously, they, they each use a bit of uh, different talents and different, you know, different ladies 
Um, but as a whole, I mean, I, I, this is my first chance. I just worked with Queens of Combat back in November. Um, they're in the midst of a, of a, you know, ownership change and so forth. Um, but overall, the, the only difference is, is really just the, the different talents that they bring in. Uh, both promotions are, you know, are all three promotions point all very professional, uh, you know, treat everybody very well, make sure the talent's taken care of and, and so forth. Um, it's just a matter of seeing, you know, of the way fans perceive them as being different, you know, with, with the different talents and so forth. You know, WSU is kind of starting to, to kick back in, to, to come back in as well. Uh, they took a little bit of a break. Uh, with Rise and Shimmer, uh, they have their similarities, but their differences. Obviously, uh, Rise at this point is a bit of uh, Shimmer's sister promotion, so to speak. Um, basically, a lot of the seminars and, and the shows and that they run uh, kind of help bring up the the newer unknown uh, talents to help kind of step a foot into to shimmer to kind of get, you know, and I, you know, and, and I looked at to ta- the talent that's being brought in. Right. So rise is kind of like shimmers, you know, NXT for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, who who was your biggest influence growing up as as far as wrestling? Like, I mean, as as a talent, as as far as watching it, like who really caught your eye? I could never get enough of watching Shawn Michaels matches. Uh, while that seems to be cl- cliche of uh, you know re- indie wrestlers and wrestlers as a whole in, in my age, you know age group, uh, I, I Shawn Michaels was in, and even still is anytime he's out and about. Like I, I love to see and hear from him, and just he's just very. It's just one of those talents you can never get enough of. Um, Female wise, uh, definitely Lita was always someone who I was was inspired by. Uh, Trish Stratus, Victoria, uh, just I mean, back when I watched wrestling, anybody and everybody inspired me. Anybody who stepped in that ring, I wanted to learn and and find a way to just you know idolize them. And and I and I did. You know, I, I loved the the Crash Holly, the Chris Benoit, the Eddie Guerrero, you know, the Rock and Stone Cold you know, going up into John Cena in his early years. And it's just, you know, back in like the Attitude Era and, and, and so forth, that was anybody who was wrestling, I was inspired by. Yeah, and you, you know, it's, you said it was a cliche. And I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that answer because, I mean, I can tell you, you know, from my point of view, Shawn Michaels is hands down probably the greatest in-ring performer of all time. And I mean, I know, you know, WWE says that a lot on their, their uh documentaries or whatever they have on the network at the time but you know they always say you know Shawn Michaels is the best and a lot of people put him over but you know I mean even as fans we can all agree that there wasn't many that were as good as Shawn Michaels right right and and like you said I mean it's still fun to see him when he comes out now you hear that music and you're like oh you get pumped up you know you're like it's the heartbreak hit Right. You know, and, and I mean, there's a lot of, you know, like even when, you know, back 5, 10, 15 years ago, when Hulk Hogan was just coming and going, it was the same way for people who grew up in the, you know, mm-hmm. late 80s that loved, you know, Hulk Hogan. And, and same thing with Ric Flair. Even now to hear Ric Flair's music when he was, you know, a big name back in the 80s and 90s and, and you know, even around then. It's just it's great to hear all those guys and know that they're still around, still, you know, inspiring fans and, and wrestlers. You know, wrestling, like I said, in, with what wrestling is now, 
it, it's so much bigger than what it used to be, at least for me, because, you know, growing up, I was younger. I, I see the evolution now as I'm getting older. But wrestling in the last 30, 40 years has just been fantastic. And I'm, like I said, I'm glad to be a part of it. This, is, this has been a great experience. And now I know you're, I know you're busy and you, you know, go on the road and whatever, but I mean, do you get, do you get a chance or do you even like care to sit down and watch, you know, the product that's on today, whether it be WWE or ring of honor, or new Japan, do you ever get a chance to actually sit down and watch wrestling? Uh, I do here and there. Um, I don't watch much uh, WWE anymore. I actually, I don't watch much TV in general, uh, I, I have a PlayStation, so I have like some Netflix. I had just got a Fire Stick, so I'm not, I don't, I just don't watch TV. I don't sit around. Um, I have been watching uh, a lot of New Japan lately, though. Uh, I'll watch like WWE pay per views and, and so forth. Um, you know, it's just like hit and miss when stuff comes on, or if I'm at the gym doing cardio, I'll, I'll start looking for matches and, you know, watch stuff. But I, I basically just kind of watch whatever pop, pops up as like a suggested, you know, video or, uh, you know, if I know I'm wrestling somebody who I don't know too well, I'll I'll watch videos of them. Uh, I mean, I still watch wrestling for sure. It's just, you know, it depends on what my, what my attitude is for the day and how I feel. Some days I'll watch some, you know, Eddie Guerrero. Some days I'll watch Dean Malenko. Other days I just want to watch local indie guys who I haven't seen or talked to in a while and see what, what they're doing and how they're doing. And uh, so when you... We're at Rise, I believe. It was it the last time or the time before when Medusa was there. When I'm sorry, when Medusa was there. Yeah. Uh, she was at the last two. Okay. Uh, she was out in England in September, and then in this last one in uh, November. Because there, there was one I believe you did a match, and she did a live podcast as well. Yeah, that was the one in California. That was the last one. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, did you, I mean, did you get a chance to talk to her or I know Bull Nakano was there as well. Did you get a chance to, you know, get any advice from them as far as, you know, what you could change or what needs to stay the same, you know, just any advice they gave you? Yeah, uh, I had a second to talk to Medusa. Of course, she was super busy and, you know, she was doing the podcast while we were doing the matches. So it was a matter of her watching each of the matches, doing her podcast, and then, of course, coming back and actually having time to talk to us. Um, you know, she did finally, uh, get a sec to, to rethink and come back to me. And, you know, she, she mentioned just, you know, uh, she was impressed by a few things, but definitely, you know, uh, throughout that I could, you know, have a, a, some, some better presence here and there and, and, you know, my strikes and, you know, certain moves could be a little crisper and, you know, little things that, uh, make a huge difference, especially in the eye of, of, you know, hardcore wrestling fans. Um, I did not get a chance to speak to Bull Nakano, but, uh, in April, I will be taking part of the Bonacano, Mercedes Martinez, and Chris Wolf uh, seminar in Chicago. So hopefully, I'll get a chance to get a little more insight with her. And that should be awesome for sure. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, and when I first saw you, that's kind of what caught my eye. It was it was like a you're like the if Medusa and Lita had a love child. That's who you remind <laughs> me of. I will definitely take that. Thank you. Um, yes, take it. You know, with it. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not one to. I, honestly, I hate speaking. I um I hate when the attention is on me. Um, when there's a bunch of people staring at me, I get awkward. Uh, I've always been a very uh socially awkward person. I guess is the best way to say it. 
Uh, in high school, I, I didn't talk to anybody. I played every sport you could think of, but I barely talked to my teammates. Uh, I, I was just always very quiet and shy and to myself. You know, I had my, my couple of friends in school and my close friends outside of school, but that was really it. Um, coming into wrestling, uh, I knew that I had to make changes because I knew that wrestling was what I wanted to do. Uh, it was very hard and, and still sometimes is hard for me to adjust to that, uh, dealing with, you know, hundreds of people just staring at me while I'm on a pedestal, so to speak. You know, uh, it took a long time for me to even get comfortable with what I was wearing. Uh, for a while, I just wanted to, to go to a mask and like full body suit just because I didn't want people to stare at me and judge me. Uh, I just, you know, looking at, you know, girls like Lita and how, you know, her look and style, uh, you know, differed from all of the other female wrestlers at the time. Uh, like I said, that was one of those big inspirations that kind of made me feel like I could, you know, I could be comfortable. I could be something like that. Uh, you know, even, you know, I didn't know Medusa's work before I started wrestling, but of course, once I started wrestling and got to know the ins and outs and, and, and so forth. And especially with women's wrestling, I did go back and see, uh, you know, who she was and what, you know, what she had to offer. And it was, uh, it was very inspiring. And like I said, it kind of helped me open up and just kind of relax and realize that, you know, it, these people, while they might be judging my in-ring work and so forth, uh, they're, they're not necessarily there to uh, shame me or, or think, think down or badly upon me. They, you know, they want to support us. We just have to give them something to support. That's a great answer. I mean. <laughs> I actually I, lost track of the question and just kept rambling. So. Well, no, I, <laughs> I mean. I, I, the question. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm stunned. <laughs> and I don't, I don't not talk very often. So, because I'm a ham. Um, just for, about me personally. I started impersonating Elvis when I was 13. And did that till I was 23. Obviously, now I'm married and have three kids. I don't have time for that anymore. I have time to do yeah. this, and work a real job. But, but I always compared that to like you know it was like wrestling. I'm I'm playing a character. So if I ever got nervous or anything before a big show, I would always think of you know it's not really me. You know if anybody thinks this is ridiculous or funny or whatever, you know I'm the one that's making money. But I'm gonna right. make somebody in that audience happy. Right. You're going to give that you want to get that reaction that you're aiming for. So as long as you get it and if, if you get the opposite, then you work with it. You, you find a way to make it work. Yeah, you play off of it, you know, and that's especially with wrestling, you know, when somebody heckles you, you know, especially if you're playing a heel. I mean, you can just, you know, lean over the guardrail and tell them, you know, to go to hell. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm all for that. I mean, I, lo I lo that's the one thing about <laughs> wrestling that's so much different than the major promotions is, I mean, the wrestlers do get to have more of an interaction with the fans. And I don't think, you know, the people who are maybe in WWE, I don't think it's necessarily that they don't want to have it. It's they feel like they can't. That, you know, right. Vince or whoever the higher up is at, at the time or whoever the agent is, is going to, you know, <laughs> you know, put them down for, you know, leaning over the rail. And, get, and I mean, we've had incidents in the last few years even where, you know, fans have sued for getting punched or sped on or whatever. But, I mean, that's that's the great thing about indie wrestling, and that's wh why we love to do this show, is to give people, you know, a platform to tell their story. And I know, you know, a lot of you, you girls and guys, you know, go on all kinds of podcasts and do it. 
But, I mean, we focus mainly on just independent wrestling. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it has to do with it's easier to for us to heckle uh, a, a crowd of a couple hundred to, you know, a couple thousand fans compared to a stadium full of tens of thousands of fans, you know. And so while it's they might not be frowned upon for them to, to heckle a crowd, it's just it's not as easy for them as it is for us. Right, to pick out that one person because they are in right. a, in a 20,000-seat arena or 70,000-seat stadium, right? So I wanted to ask you, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave with these two softball questions, and then I'll let you get all your plugs in and stuff since it is, you know, evening, and I, I've got to do all kinds of stuff. So, um, And I'm sure you're busy as well. Um, what is your – if you could pick one match to tell people to go and find – that you've been a part of, what would it be? Oh, man. Well, I guess I say probably... it's an easy question, but it's really not. No, no, it's not at all. Because uh, I, I would like to say for people to go back to when, you know, I was still fairly newer and, and back, in the, back in the Angel Dust days, but I also kind of think in stuff more recent because I'm happier with my more recent stuff. Um Boy, why'd you make it so difficult for me? <laughs> I like to ask questions people usually don't ask. Yeah, well, I, that's that's a good one. Um, God, I'd, I'd have to probably say, I don't know why this keeps jumping in my head. Uh, my match with uh, Mercedes Martinez, uh, this is probably only a few months ago at this point. Uh, within the last six months or so, uh, I wrestled her in Maryland. Um and it was it was for uh, fight uh, fight pro wrestling. Is that, uh, it is was that on first... your YouTube channel? It I didn't put it up there, uh, but it might be tagged to mine possibly. Okay, now I have to go look. It's fight... I, I thought I saw it today. I, I thought I saw that match. I could be wrong, but I thought I saw that match on on YouTube today. And That's weird. It may not have been from my channel. Page, but it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might be on there. It's just not my page. Okay. Uh, it was just one of those, uh, you know, she just got done with the classic. And up until I started working with Rise and Shimmer, I had never met Mercedes. Um, I had heard her name a million times and all this and this, this high stuff about her. Um, I just I had never met her. Uh, and when I started, you know, when I when she was an agent for Mono Eye Matches, I was just I was it's just totally, uh, you know, Everything that I had, I focused to pay attention to what she had to say. I could tell that the the couple things that she wanted to throw out uh, as suggestions and otherwise uh, were just it's just so good and like things that you don't necessarily think of. But you know, it, I knew it was going to better my match and my appearance and and, and everything about me. Um, so I knew that after that, I I wanted to to have a match with her. Um, you know, there was actually a handful of girls who I, I wanted to have matches with and I didn't get a chance to. And there's a handful of girls who deserved for me to say that, you know, if there's one match that that's the match they should watch. But that was one of those matches for me uh, was rewarding because I got to wrestle somebody who, while I didn't know her, as soon as I got to meet her, I looked up to her and I wanted to learn from her. And having that match made me uh, motivated and inspired to better myself so that hopefully the next time around, hopefully we get that chance, uh, you know, I can show that I've improved and that 
I'm, you know, I, I listen to, you know, her suggestions and her advice and so forth. So that's probably uh, myself and Mercedes Martinez uh, was probably one of those matches that I would want people to watch. Awesome. And obviously my final question is going to be, what is your least favorite match you've ever been in? And it's not to bury anybody. It's not to put anybody down, but your performance. What performance have you or match have you had that you were not happy with your performance? Oh, man. Uh, sadly, there's quite a few of those. Um, obviously, you know, probably everything within the first five years or so um, <laughs> was probably pretty rough. And I probably won't even want to go back to watch if I can even find it. Um, uh, more recently, I just I feel like I've been in a fairly decent, uh, steady, having strong, solid matches. Uh, probably within the last couple of years. Uh, I've wrestled a couple of shows down in like the like the southern Ohio area where, you know, a, a talent and I just we just didn't quite click. Uh, she was newer and I just, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe I was off my game. I just I, I don't know. I and I just I felt like I had a hard time just maintaining and controlling the match. Um, you know, I, I really don't want to throw names. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm being you know negative or whatever. Uh, but there, there are plenty of times where I feel like, you know, and, and actually just about every match I go into the back kicking myself in the butt thinking that something I did, I could have done better. And, you know, I didn't get a good reaction where I wanted to, or, you know, or the, or the reaction that I wanted where I wanted to, um, you know, I, I just wrestled uh, this weekend and won the pro wrestling rampage women's title. Uh, and while the crowd uh, was super happy, the entire match was super into everything. You know, I still felt like things were just rushed and footing was off and timing was off and just all these little things that, uh, drive me nuts that I want to be perfected, that I want to be good uh, about myself. They just they just weren't all there. By all means, it wasn't a terrible match. It wasn't anything that I was completely unhappy with. It was just all the little things that I want perfected. Not everything was quite in place. And as an outsider looking in, you know, I, I pretend to know wrestling for the show. <laughs> but, um, you know, in my opinion, I think that if if you don't feel that way after a match, I don't think your heart's in it, you know? Like, if you don't want to be better or you don't think there was – if you thought your whole match was perfect, then it's like you're, you might as well be done. And, I mean, by all means, don't come and don't come out of every match thinking that, God, I have to find something that I was terrible at or, you know, by all means, you know, so you go out there and, you know, you, you have a killer match with somebody and, you, you know, I, I get a chance – you know, for, for me, if I get to walk out, I love wrestling with Samantha Heights. Her and I uh, are we click no matter what. As we, I just I just feel like there's something that we just every time we wrestle each other in a, in a multi-person match, uh, even if we're tagging, we just there's there's something that we just we know we can work well together. Uh, you know, but there's still times where we can come out, you know, thinking that we had a great match and you know we, we felt accomplished the in dash oled display in the cadillac escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display so why do we give it a curve too i guess you could say we like to bend the rules the 2021 cadillac escalade never stop arriving regina king for cadillac escalade when people ask regina do you like to compete i say bring it on those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. 
The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. And so forth, you know, you, you know, I, I like to have that sense of accomplishment that, all right, I did something right. You know, don't let that all the negativity just flow right from the start. You know, if you come back every match thinking something negative, then you're never able to show that you can be a positive person. Uh, you know, at least at least that's how I'm kind of thinking. You know, I just I feel like if I walk to the back every time thinking, oh, damn, that was the worst match ever. You know, but everybody in the back thinks, oh, no, it was pretty good. Well, now I'm just being the negative person. But if right. I come back on, OK, that was good. But I definitely know that I need to work on this, this and this. You know, I, I know my, my flaws and what needs to be fixed, but I'm not going to come back, you know, being negative and telling people that it was terrible and horrible. You know, a lot of times wrestlers kind of, you know, over overemphasize one way or another when they come through the curtain, like, oh, that was the best match in the world. And then this and that. And, and then other times they come back and that was terrible. That was the worst thing I'd ever done. But they don't realize it until they sit back and actually watch it and pinpoint, you know, the flaws and the, and the you know, positivities. You know, people just need to realize that, you know, and, and even me, you know, we need to come in, in and out of a match thinking the best we can while critiquing not being negative. And I lied because I said that was my last question, but you kind of sparked something of interest for me. Are you a person who goes back and watches the matches when you have the opportunity, if, you know, it's filmed or somebody records it on their phone or whatever? Are you, are you a creature of habit or would you rather see yourself in the ring and say, okay, that didn't work. Okay, that's great. Okay, next time I'm going to try this. I mean, how do, how do you feel about that? I mean, uh, I've definitely become uh, a much a creature of habit lately. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of the same things and so forth. But, you know, at the same time, if I wrestle someplace new where I know a crowd hasn't seen me, if my stuff that I have is, is solid and I know we'll get a reaction, I'd, I'd prefer to use the stuff that I know is solid and going to get a reaction. Um, I actually, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a very awkward person. I, I hate watching my own matches. I hate watching me. I hate looking at pictures of myself. Uh, you know, I, I, I hate all of that. Um, but again, I'm, I'm trying to get better with it. So uh, I have started to record uh, more matches and so forth, just so I can go back and, and watch things. And you know, like you said, see what works, see what didn't, you know, if, if something did happen, uh, you know, in a positive or negative way in the match, I can go back and see what, what caused that, you know, how this worked so well, how it didn't work well, or, you know, if it's two or three different matches, see what worked well and why it worked with some people and not with others. You know, I, I definitely try to go back. Uh, I've gone back to watch just about every match that I've had with uh, Rise, um, especially because I've, I'm working with, you know, a, a, a completely different character. So I'm, I'm more looking for character stuff. Uh, but for me, I just, you know, while I while I am a creature of habit, I've, I've finally started to kind of let myself realize that I need to watch myself more than everybody else because while I can watch other people and learn I also need to watch myself so that I can improve and progress absolutely and that's any form of of quote-unquote art because like with the podcast I refuse to listen to it I can't do it I can't listen <laughs> to my own voice even when I was when I was like I said a singer I couldn't say I couldn't listen to myself sing it drove me crazy but um so I'm going to give you this opportunity. I just want you to kind of plug everything that's coming up. Obviously, your social me social media, uh, how people can get your T-shirts, because I know, you know, you're selling that stuff and the beanies and everything else. So the floor is yours. Man, I feel like you got it all down for me. Um, so let's see, like this weekend, I'm doing the Dr. Tom seminar in Chicago, and I will be at the freelance show with merch and ready to wrestle as well. Um 
Summon and outs. I always constantly post myself on social media. So check out Real Action Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Rampage, Mega Championship Wrestling. I'm constantly at those promotions. Um, all that stuff will be up on my social media. Uh, social media is Facebook and uh, Instagram are both Zoe Sky Official, S K Y E for Sky. And then my Twitter is Zoe Sky Pro. Um, and then, of course, check out, you know, Rise and Shimmer coming up April 13th, 14th, and 15th, which is also my birthday weekend. That's exciting. Happy uh, early birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And then, of course, you know, hit up social media. Uh, you know, if anybody who's interested in buying T-shirts, beanies, uh, 8x10s, uh, so forth and so on, new merch coming soon as well. So anybody who's interested, contact me through social media. And I'll definitely be getting one of those shirts because I think it's awesome. That picture is so cool that you put on that shirt. Man, I'm glad you think so. When I first saw that picture, I absolutely hated it. Really? <laughs> and I, oh, absolutely. Uh, I saw it, and it was post flyer. And uh, I I contacted the promoter and was like, "Man, are you are you are you ripping me right now? Like, you, do you pick the worst picture you could find and, and decided to use it?" He's like, "Oh no no no! Like, I we like this picture. We think it's we we like this one a lot. We're going to use it for everything." And I thought he was messing with me, and it was on everything. <laughs> so. I uh, I started to grow with it and uh, just kind of it, it's it's now part of Rise Shimmer. Uh, it's on my Phil Singer cards uh, and now it's on my T-shirt. So I uh, for as much as I hated it, I decided to stick with it and just suck it up and like it. And uh, I'm working on some new character stuff and some better stuff. So hopefully some newer, better pictures to come soon as well. All right. Well, I could honestly sit here and talk to you for hours um, because you can hold a good conversation. You answer questions. You don't tiptoe around things. You're very honest, and I appreciate that. And I'm sorry my co-host couldn't be here. He's sorry he couldn't be here because he wanted to interview. He's been looking forward to this. He loves your stuff. So, But unfortunately, work calls, and he has to go. So um, we'd love to have you back, though, when it's both of us sometime, maybe in the summer. If you have time, we can set something up. Um, but, yeah, we'd love, we'd love to have you back. Sounds great. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for ha thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Take care and uh, stay safe out on the road. Okay. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together, we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods.